it all ends at some point. Like your hockey career comes to an end, whatever you're doing in life, no matter what you esteem to do, your business or your career or your family or whatever that is next level thing for you. It, you all, when we get there, it's great, but it, the happiness fades away and we're still left in the same state of happiness as before, right. no matter what it is. There's nothing that's life giving on this earth other than a relationship with Jesus. Right. And so that's why I love to give that talk because I've experienced the Stanley cup, my day with the Stanley cup, the, the signing autographs, the fame that yes. goes with playing in the NHL. And it just, it fades. It doesn't, it's not forever. And the only thing that we can take with us when we leave this earth is that our faith. Welcome to the Ron Huntley Leadership Podcast, helping leaders be a positive catalyst on the people they support, the organizations they serve, and the communities they live. This podcast will make you think, laugh, and grit your teeth with new determination to make your parish or business a place of transformation, passion, and purpose. If you're still breathing, you are power for impact. Welcome back to the Ron Huntley Leadership Podcast. And if this is your first time, a special welcome to you. I hope you find today's conversation really interesting. Also, I want to thank you for the ways that you've interacted on YouTube, on Instagram, and all the other platforms that we have, because that drives the algorithms, and I'm so grateful. So review right now. <laughs> Leave questions, comments. It all helps. Share with your friends. Tag, tag me if you're going to be sending this information to anyone else, and we'll make sure that we, we retweet that or, or get that information out there. Again, it really helps. So thank you for the work that you do in leading parishes and businesses from our Catholic context in a way that makes a difference. I appreciate that. Today's guest is my close friend, Joe DePenta. Joe DePenta and I've worked together at different times. We've gotten to know each other several different ways, which we're going to unpack. He's a return guest. He was on the podcast before we went on YouTube. So now you'll get to see, put a face to a name, and I'm really excited to have him today. So welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks a lot, Ron. <laughs> it's wonderful to have you. You and I connected through a mutual friend, actually my mom, so I don't know if it's fair to call her my friend, <laughs> but she is my friend too. Uh, it was wonderful, and she connected us, and then our friendship grew, and, and then we ended up spending some time together at the same Alpha table. What was your Alpha experience like? It started at St. Benedict Parish, and I was going to the men's, the men's group in the morning that you were leading, and I had... I think I had five or six different gentlemen there invite me to go to Alpha over a three-month period. Oh, go away. <laughs> and so I felt like after the fifth or sixth invitation that I, I thought, okay, well, there is something to this Alpha that that I needed to explore. So I signed up for Alpha, signed my wife up for Alpha. She was in a different place than I was, and I kind of felt like I had a draggered Alpha, but <laughs> we, we got there nonetheless. And then every week that went on, it became easier and easier to show up because it was we we got to know their a group and we had a great leader, um, yours <laughs> yours truly, uh, you led us in in a beautiful way and really just brought that group together, and I think God had orchestrated that group and placed each of us around that table because we all had similar experiences of experiencing loss of family members and so we just had a beautiful twelve week experience mm. and when we went on that retreat the Holy Spirit weekend away. I was so moved and touched by the Holy Spirit for the first time in my life. Mm. Never really understood who the Holy Spirit was. And when I felt the Holy Spirit come over me and I had this image of my my wife and myself as children 
and we were playing in a creek. We both had creeks behind our house, and as young four or five-year-old kids playing in that creek, he showed me that he had this plan to bring us together, and then she was sitting next to me in tears, and it was so beautiful. And so I just grew closer to God in that Alpha experience, and it's I've been in, you know, continuing to engage in Alpha ever since. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And it was fun. You know, you changed my life through that process, too, because I used to, I still do, I call it the weekly word web, uh, just to try to really engage Catholics in, in reading Scripture. And I was sharing some of that with you, and you were already doing something that you were introduced to called Know Your Playbook, and you introduced that to me. And it was it was an even easier entry point for the people that were doing Alpha. But not only that, it was very Lectio Divino style that, that we reflect on the exact same reading every single day with a level of accountability. And then we just added on the weekend that we'd share what was the main theme that God spoke into you that week. Well, I do that with 16 different groups from different places all over the world because of your influence on me. Isn't that fun how we can impact each other and how that can have multiple kind of effect in, in the call that God has on our lives. Absolutely. I had a pastor in California that turned me on to that, and he was a men- he still is a mentor of mine. And he said, Joe, uh, I want you to join this group. It's going to keep you accountable because he's, he's an athletic background like I do, and he's all about you know uh, pursuing Jesus like you would a, a, an athletic career or like you're running the race. Yeah. And so he always takes the sports view of it. Yes. And hence, know your playbook. Right. And so he said that, he was taught to read scripture when he was studying theology that you should read something seven days in a row. And it's like a a fish. Like if you're staring at an image of a fish, the first day you read it, you'll just see the outline of the fish. The second day you, you're going to read it. You're going to, you might see something different about that, that image, that fish you recognize by the seventh day, you see every different scale, the different nuances of that image. And he says, scripture's the same way. So studying it seven days in a row just makes it become real. And the icing on the cake is that reflection at the end of seven days. What's God saying to me through this passage? And so I have 20 some odd people that are in my group and they all send me different reflections. And it's usually some of it's drastically different. Some of them are similar, but that speaks to me as well. Like I have a friend that's sent me messages about how the last couple of weeks about how in 2010 he lost everything and God prepared him for a new chapter in his life. And he talked about how God did that for him and over the last decade. And it's just been such a beautiful thing, but at the time it was very scary and it just, for some reason, that's just been speaking to me lately. I think maybe God's preparing a new chapter in my life as well. Isn't that fun? Yeah. It's so great. I, I find the same thing. I find that other people's reflection, how God speaks to them, and when they share it, I get as, as rich as that text gets at the end of the week, and it does. Like A lot of times I'll read it the first day and go, well, that, that was fine, but I've heard that before, so whatever. And then the second day, it's like, oh, yeah, well, actually, there's kind of something speaking to me. That, and it just comes alive and five different ways by the end of the week. And then I read other people's reflections and it comes alive in a new way all over again. And so it's just, it really is a great exercise. So thanks for doing that. And I know that we've added that to uh, the how and why should we read the Bible? And we introduced people to that at the end of Alpha and all the Alphas that I do, because again, it's such an easy, it takes two minutes a day. You text the word done to each other in your group, easy peasy. And, and just so, so helpful. So Thanks for, thanks for doing that. You know, 
one of the things I didn't mention as I brought you on, and some people may know this if they've listened to the previous podcast, but you're an NHL Stanley Cup champion winner with the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, and so you're no stranger to uh, athletic images and metaphors and <laughs> helping that be a motivation for you and what you do. And it was fun to get you, because uh, when we went to live talks, we're always looking for people whose, whose natural story coincides with the themes of the talk and it was always fun I still often get you to come and give that talk is there more to life than this because for so many athletes and athletics in North America has such a prominent role in developing our children a character teamwork and life lessons and so many commitment all kinds of lessons we can learn through sport and unfortunately sometimes that ends up competing with faith and I don't think it has to and yet, at the same time, it's it's a language that people really relate to. And so having a Stanley Cup champion witness to the fact that there is more to life than this as a kid growing up, it's like, no, that's the Holy Grail. And, and so your witness, your testimony to that ongoing search for purpose and meaning beyond reaching your ultimate goals, it's an important message. For sure. And I love giving that talk. It just flows... Because is there more to life than this? And it uses a lot of quotes from acclaimed individuals that have accomplished a lot. Here in Canada, of course, winning the Stanley Cup is the Holy Grail. I grew up Mm -hmm. never dreaming that would ever even happen for me. My goal was to make it to the NHL, which I thought could be possible. But winning the Stanley Cup, man, forget about it. That's never, you know, didn't want to tempt myself to set myself up for failure. But lo and behold, I played three NHL seasons, and one of those seasons I was on the in the right place, the right time, on the right team. Yeah. And I said, I, I, I say this looking back, that there was 30 teams at that time in the NHL when I played, 29 of them I would not have made. The one team I would have made was the Anaheim Ducks, and I, was in, I just had the right coach that believed in me and gave me a chance, and I had a role in that team. So being able to, to hoist the Stanley Cup and have that experience and then – to be able to have gone through it, which I am so grateful for, but then to get on the other side of it, like I just had Nathan McKinnon here, and uh, he had his day with a cup, and he's bringing the cup around Cole Harbor. I got my picture taken with him, and yeah. and because we're from the same hometown, and yeah, you, Nathan, and Sidney Crosby. That's what's in the water in Cole Harbor. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite. It's quite, very cool for me, especially when you have two guys that are the top top players in the world, um, arguably one and two in the world to have them from the same hometown and they grew up within a mile of each of each other. Um, but yeah, like having gone through that experience and know what Nathan's going through and it all ends at some point, like your hockey career comes to an end, whatever you're doing in life, no matter what you esteem to do your business or your career or your family or whatever that is next level thing for you. It, you all, when we get there, it's great, but it, the happiness fades away and we're still left in the same state of happiness as before, right. no matter what it is. There's nothing that's life-giving on this earth other than a relationship with Jesus. Right. And so that's why I love to give that talk, because I've experienced the Stanley Cup, my day with the Stanley Cup, the, the signing autographs, the fame that yes. goes with playing in the NHL, and it just it fades. It doesn't, it's not forever, and the only thing that we can take with us when we leave this earth is that our faith. Mm. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Well, we have had a chance to not only grow in our friendship and appreciation for each other, and by the way, it was so fun having Jessica in that alpha group too. I'll never forget the night she brought jams for us. Like I just thought that was the 
sweetest gesture of friendship and kindness and generosity that she would have thought of all of us and made these homemade jams and and give them. I just thought, oh, I just fell right in love with her. I just <laughs> thought that was so cool. So big shout out to her. Um, you know, we've had a chance to work together on Alpha, on the Alpha team. I know you're still engaged with Alpha. You're at Father James Mallon's parish and, and helping him bring transformation to that wonderful parish over in Dartmouth, which is awesome. Thanks for doing, continuing to to be so generous. The other thing that we've experienced is coaching together, coaching parishes, and you've gone on to continue to coach. And it's fun to watch you. I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, like why, how does coaching, st- the, the activity of coaching speak to you in terms of your gifts and your passion and, and what, you know, how, how and why is that a fit for you? Maybe we'll start there. Sure. So when I, one of the best days of my life is when our Anaheim Ducks team won the Stanley Cup back in 2007. And it was a group of 20 guys all rowing in one direction. Mm. And when I retired from playing hockey, I, I was, I was honored to be the one of 200 hockey players in the history of the game to win both the Stanley Cup and the Calder Cup. So that was a big honor. And, and when I transitioned out of hockey, I was lost for a couple of years, not knowing what I was going to do, which is happens to all of us uh, that had played the game for that long and so I got out in my mid-30s trying to figure out who I am what I'm going to do and I got involved in an organization that had it's a great organization but had a struggles it had high staff turnover declining revenue lovely people and uh, after a few years there I had, I had made a name for myself earned a promotion to vice president and had a big role I'm in charge of 50 staff nationally across the country and we implemented this system called EOS. It totally transformed our leadership team. Now we were getting what we wanted from the organization. I, I realized that I, my love was this system and helping others have this same success that I was experiencing. And so I've, I've been on this journey with a number of different organizations, and now nothing makes me happier when I see these leadership teams all rowing in one direction. And it reminds me of my hockey days and playing teams where we were winning a championship and all rowing in one direction. So, so EOS work, one of the clients I work with is a, is a parish here in Dartmouth. And you, you were at that parish and helping in that leadership team healthy. And my passion is really on um, helping them get structure, getting the structure in place, applying these tools and disciplines. They're going to help them get more what they want from their, from their parish and from their organization. And part of that is ensuring that they're open and honest and healthy with each other. Mm-hmm. And having worked with you in the past, I know there's nobody better on this planet <laughs> than Ron Huntley at keeping people honest and open and healthy. So you created a foundation mm-hmm. that was seamless for me to walk into and how God brought that together. It wasn't planned on our part at all. Not at all. And now I'm able to work with them, give them that, the, these tools and they were already a healthy, cohesive leadership team when I can't got involved. Mm-hmm. So there was so much of a foundation that has been laid uh, that, that now we're able to continue on that legacy in this parish and, and growing with their vision. So that's been a ton of fun. That's so fun. One of the things I think it's so great as you as you began heading in that direction, it was a mutual, well, one of my friends that I said, he mentioned he was thinking about going in that direction, I said, you need to call Joe. And you guys connected, have been working together. And, and then later on, I did some work with his business. And, and it was so fun listening to his leadership team members talk about him and how much he's changed as a result of the work 
that you've done with him. And, and it just, you know, when a leader opens himself up to grow and evolve and shift, whatever the cause is, if they're, if they mean that in their heart, they will evolve and change. And it was so fun to, because I've been friends with them forever. And so to see how they've experienced him as a, as a business owner and a boss and a, and a leader, it was really fun to hear. So the work that you do is not only helping businesses be more profitable and gain structure, but it seems to be transformative for the people that you work with. Is that, is that your experience or tell me a bit about that? hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Dan is, all of my clients are friends. I, I, I feel like God chooses the clients yes. and I walk through the door and there's a fit because God's already set it up and ordained it to be, to be that way. And Dan was my very first client Yeah, and you, you set up that introduction. It, what are the odds that you knew Joe DePenta who loved EOS yeah. and you knew Dan Purcell who you were meeting with regularly saying, you know, I want to implement this, this, new idea called EOS and you put us together and then we decided to work together. And now I've been on this journey because of that introduction. So I'm grateful for you for, for thinking of me and putting us together. And then Dan and I, we started on this journey, worked together, created, built through, through his existing leadership team, really kind of built a structure out and he's brought on um, uh, part of EOS is there's a visionary and Dan's a visionary. He's, he's an idea guy He's creative problem solver. He's always thinking futuristically about about his, you know, where he wants to go, and and he's and he's looking to create a lifestyle for himself that he can own, um, you know, the business in multiple locations. And really wanted to scale, and then so he knows that there's a part of EOS is having a visionary defined, but then also having an integrator, which is the the person that kind of runs the business, that works hand in glove with the visionary. But they're two different skill sets. Right. They couldn't be any more different. You've got a visionary that's the idea person that doesn't think about how they're going to pay for things. They just write the check and they figure it out afterwards. And then you've got the integrator who wants to work in the weeds, manage all the day-to-day operations, make things work harmoniously together, really be the glue within the organization. But they'll, in contrast, they'll... They want to spend, they, they only want to pay cash for things. They don't want anything. <laughs> They're not writing checks unless they know they've got the money in the bank. And right. so they, it's more well, pragmatic, practical. Exactly. Grounded. Yeah. Whereas the visionaries pushing the envelope, innovating, coming up with ideas to expand, grow, impact, influence. Yeah. What have you. Exactly. That's and so cool. So that, that was a game changer when he realized that he wasn't an integrator and then he needed to get out of that seat. So then he, he was focused to find his integrator and he, he knew, he knew somebody that fit the mold and brought Jeff in and together and they're just doing great work. Killing it. Yeah. They're both happy. They both love what they do and they've been able to expand from, from one location now to five with the goal of, of getting, you know, seven or eight and sky's the limit. They've got a great leadership team and it's, it's a fun to see that come around Dan and Dan seems to have renewed energy and spirit and, and on fire for, for his love of what he does. Well, that's what I see working with, with churches and pastors is when, when you have the right structure around you, the right people around you, and you get to focus on the things you're naturally good at, not that you're not growing and evolving, of course you are, but it just makes it more fun. It just removes some of the weight and the grind of the day-to-day, and it restores joy, hope, and peace. And, and, and if we're not able to create those spaces for pastors or CEOs to lead like that, it becomes a real grind and it can, 
It can steal years off your life that you don't get back. But if you're enjoying what you do while you're doing it and you're impacting and creating cult- healthy culture so staff and clients can do amazing things and enjoy themselves and, and live a fulfilling life, well, you don't, there's no regrets. 100%. And I, I believe that your, your motives, uh, to, in order for God to work through us, our motives have to be pure. And we have to have joy in what we're doing for God to produce fruit in our lives. And if we're miserable... If we can't stand what we're doing, if we're in a position or a situation that and we can't, that we're feeling stuck and we're hitting a ceiling, then then it's time to do something different. Mm-hmm. And we have that means that you have to change what we're currently doing, whether that's get all get out of it all together, yeah. or 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 take some coaching, some advice to help us get to that next level. And that's that's so key. And that's that's our target market for the work that I do, or people that are experiencing pain where they're they want something more that they're not getting. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, the, I always ask this question. I said, well, is, what got you here today isn't going to get you into the future. Do you agree? And if they, they logically, they have to know the answer is yes, because if the system that you have now is perfectly designed to get the results you're currently getting. So let's, we have to change something. <laughs> Say that again. The system that you have now is perfectly designed to get you the results that you're getting. <laughs> Think about that. Like that's a huge statement. And so often we don't look at that. We don't take the time to think through that. We just double down on the things we already know. It's very natural. If we've gotten success in the past by doing something, sometimes when we're stuck, we just try harder at the things we know or have done in the past where sometimes it requires brand new thinking. And that's scary for leaders. Mm, 100%. They need to have they trust in themselves, trust in the people around them, and oftentimes guidance to, char- you know, to traverse new territory. Hundred percent. Yeah, the, I get that all the time. Questions. Well, I just don't have time to take a full day to go meet with my leadership team. I'm so busy because they're, we're in that mode of doubling down. If I work harder, yeah. it's going to get us the results that we need. And and people that are in leadership roles, they they tend to be hardworking and mm-hmm. diligent and committed. So therefore, they, they double down on that commitment, double down on that, that discipline. And unfortunately, a lot of times it just goes against what God wants us to do or where he's calling us to. And it, our pride might be taking over. And it, sometimes, it's, sometimes we have to say to ourselves, is maybe God wants me to surrender this and let him show me where to go from here. And, and then usually that means somebody coming into our lives at the right time that says, hey, I've got something you might want to take take you in a new direction and and so that's that's fun when I get to be God gets to use me in in those situations it really is the it's it was fun because you know it, I, Dan is one of my accountability partners just to, with life in general and so we get together once a month and just check in on on things like how how's the business going but also how's family going and how's health going and fitness and prayer and all the reading and what new ideas are you wrestling with? And so it's really fun. But it was through that relationship, you guys had already started working together. I had stepped away from the ministry that I helped found and and was, you know, taking the weight of the world on my shoulders. Happy to do so. That's, you know, when you're an entrepreneur starting something new, it's like, well, chief cook and bottle washer, get it done. <laughs> And it was him through our relationship saying, you have to get Joe to come over and work with you. And I'm like, well, it's literally just me. Like He <laughs> said, I know. That's why you need to get him to work with you to help you see beyond you to begin to imagine and envision a structure so that you can 
envision it first and then begin to create it. And sure enough, you started working with me at that very first meeting. You know, my son was here with me doing his work internship with universities, doing a business degree. And and you just literally helped create our future by doing a lot of the same things I do with my clients. And I was stuck just like a lot of them are stuck. And and you helped me get unstuck. And it's and it, it made such a difference for me. And so, you know, I always say to people, I have a coach. I have I have mentors. And you're one of those people. And so thank you for the work that you, <laughs> you, how you invest in me and continue to help us set our sights high to help as many people as possible. It's oh, fun. Thanks, Ron. It's, it's an honor and a pleasure to, to be involved in your ministry and the work that you do. And the way I, I saw it, I, you, you came to me, you gave me a call and you said, yeah, I, I'm, I really want to grow. I want to create something that I can scale because there's so much opportunity that the church needs this type of work and the coaching that you do and the transformational coaching that you do with parishes and pastors and leaders in the Catholic churches, there's just, we need more of that in our church. Mm-hmm. So for you to be able to offer that and, and be the best in the world, I would say at that, doing that mm-hmm. for me, it's like an honor to help you scale that service so that we can impact more people for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 so easy lifting for me to come in here. We meet every three months. We apply these five foundational tools yes. that just help give us control and, and feeling like we're, we're able to scale. And so that's, that's really the work that I'm passionate about. So it's, it's just been a great marriage for us to, to do that work together. And I mean, all we've really done in simple terms is we've gotten our vision clear. So we're hundred percent on the same page of where we're going with a tool that we call the vision traction organizer. Mm-hmm. We've created a clear structure. So everyone's clear on the roles and responsibilities with an accountability chart, which is a, the second tool. Then we've applied uh, a meeting pulse, which we call the level 10 meeting mm-hmm. that gets your leadership team together once a week for 90 minutes mm-hmm. where you're, you're hashing, you're checking in on the most important things in the business, then hashing out solving issues every week. So you're working on your business every single week. Mm-hmm which is t- totally transformational. I see those 10 out of 10s coming. Those meetings are, are not four out of 10 anymore. They're 10 out of 10 yeah, every single that's time. that's where they started. Yeah. And then we're setting clear aligned goals, which we call 90-day priorities. We, we, we call term rocks, but they're 90-day priorities. So it's getting everything in alignment. So we're all driving in one direction. We know who's doing what, and we, we've set these clear aligned goals. We create this 90-day world. And then finally, a scorecard. A simple scorecard with five to 15 measurables, weekly activity-based numbers that give us a sense on what's working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. So that helps us, to, again, be alerted when something's off track so that we can, an issue we might need to solve, we can put back on track. So we're, we're continuously gaining traction, mm-hmm. all the while um, becoming a, a cohesive, functional, and healthy leadership team. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's very simple. It's very broken down, very easy to implement. Um, but we're, it, it just makes such a difference and being able to get, put it all together. And then it just gives us a focus so that we, we only, as human beings, we have a finite amount of energy. Mm-hmm. So if we're dispersing that energy into the wind and we're not focused with it. It's hard for us to gain traction. We're stuck. But if we can focus that, that energy we have in one direction, especially with a leadership team, where we're all focused and driving towards one common goal, one vision, man, we can, 
we can do amazing things together. Right. It's so true. And so much of what, you know, because, well, actually the book, there's a book called Traction. That's a really great book. I'd recommend people uh, get it and read it. And, and I'd, uh, some of the, the principles, they've been influenced by a lot of the books that I've read and that we've read. And, and so there's so much of what you've helped me with that I was already doing and help other people with. And then it brings some clarity and different language. And so there's just some really great principles that as you align them, it, it helps. One of the, I don't think you know this, but one of the mentors that I do have, he's in Scotland and and he has a ministry that he actually does a lot of work with Alan Hirsch. Um who for our listeners did the APES that techno that uh, assessment that helps people figure out their ministry charisms and uh, but he's just been an amazing friend and mentor for me and he's in ministry doing crazy cool things around the world and and uh, turns out he he too uh, uses traction and as a as a EOS as a tool to to drive his ministry to keep him focused and and so I just thought. Isn't that cool? I didn't. I'd been working with him as a mentor, not knowing that that was one of the tools that that he implements as well. And so, isn't that fun? It's the, the applications of it in business and ministry is for diocese. Like, there's all kinds of applications for it, and it's fun for it's fun to work together to uh, to implement these great principles. Hundred percent. And you know, I feel like God called me into this as my a ministry. Mm-hmm. I help I help individuals that are feeling stuck get unstuck, so they have freed up time and also it it helps you know i work with three different ministries in doing this work and implementations and they it all is it's transformational it's like they they're able to deliver their service in a new way create scale bring it to more people have a deeper impact with individuals so 100 percent, god wants me to master this system so i can deliver eos to hundreds of of organizations i believe in my yeah. lifetime yeah. and it's really going to set people free allow them to achieve everything they ever wanted to achieve yeah. in their personal life their professional life it really there is such we call it and the eos life and that's different for everybody whatever that sure. is for you and some people want to work 70 hours a week that's just what they want to do some people only want to work 20 hours a week and still get everything they want from from their organization, from their business, and mm. EOS will set people free in order to do that. Whatever, whatever, whatever that is for you, whatever your EOS life is, the, you can have it. And just applying these these principles have been around some of them for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. The Rockefeller days, Patrick Lencioni over the last uh, couple decades, and the work that he's done that he's a big influencer in it. And then Jim Collins, who wrote uh, some of the greatest great. business books, yeah. he studied the best businesses in the world. And what made them great, and so it's just taking all of those principles, putting it together, making it very practical, uh, and able easy to apply to a business or an organization. So it works in any organization that has people in it, which is all organizations. So applying these these principles will work in a parish, in a nonprofit, and a for profit. Um, it's just a beautiful thing to get everyone rowing in one direction. Let's just like just like a hockey team. Yeah. That's what I love about it. It's right. a competitive advantage and. And I love to I love to win no matter what it is. So this I feel like I've got fourteen championship teams that I'm playing on right now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really fun. You have room for more. If so, you know, I'd encourage people to you know, you're on LinkedIn, Joe DePenta, look up Joe DePenta on LinkedIn. Is that a great way to connect with you and to follow what's going on and to maybe inquire about the work you do. If there's Catholic listeners that are listening, maybe business people, organizations, what have you that are interested in asking more questions, is that the best way to connect? 
Yeah. On LinkedIn is, is the platform that I'm the most active on. Sure. I've had people reach out to me on Facebook, which I don't check that often. Sure. But uh, LinkedIn is, is preferred and I'm, I'm on it, you know, fair bit. Yeah. So that would be the best way to connect. And, and if I'd be happy to have a, a conversation, um, to see where it goes. Mm. And then if, you know, help, if I can help in any way, I absolutely will. And we've got implementers all over the globe. Right. So there's 500 of us all over the globe. And I know so many great people, other uh, it's a very, uh, a lot of, I have a lot of Christian brothers and sisters mm-hmm. that are involved in EOS as implementers. So right. there's, there's, I'm able to make connections and, and, and help people out. So yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone that's listening and just to have an, a conversation. Happy to do that. I love that. And too, one of the things I always thought to myself, Joe, you know, if there are people listening that run men's groups or need speakers, have you ever or would you go and speak to an organization if they wanted to have you as a keynote speaker as part of their conference or what have you? Because your faith story as a Catholic is such a beautiful story of, of yes, being born and raised Catholic, but then really reconnecting with, with Jesus in a powerful way and the Holy Spirit that's transformed how you see yourself, how you experience life, how you love God, and how you influence others. Your witness, your testimony is so powerful. Is that something that you do or would do? Yeah, absolutely. I, I did an event in Chicago earlier this, this year, and I love to tell my faith story and how that played out with my early childhood years and getting away from the church and worshiping the God of hockey and realizing that that wasn't fulfilling and then coming back to back to the church and and being involved in in ministry for for a number of years but seeing this this transformation that's happening within our church so at Father James Mallon's new parish mm-hmm. being from the ground up but also having been a former member of St. Benedict Parish that had gone through the transformation and very familiar as a former divine renovation coach and yep. what that's all about and and this this movement that's happening so I'm I'm excited for for the church and the future of the church and the leaders in the church and there's I feel like EOS might play a role in that someday. Yeah, I agree. well, I guess it is in in a lot of ways, but it could play a bigger role I potentially. Agree. And so I'm excited about about where God is is how He's going to use me in in the church. But I love to share my testimony and connect with people in the audience and uh, young people and that aspire to be in professional athletes or they look up to professional athletes and. So I have a platform that I'm able to use yes. and leverage. So I'm I'm excited to be able to share that platform and and then share how Jesus has really made the difference in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's not about this accolade or that accolade. While they're great and we should we should strive for for where God's calling us to, but there's 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 a bigger prize that that we is guaranteed that we have no matter what happens, and that's that we're. We've been given the keys to the kingdom. We're going to heaven. Right. And that's really what matters. So it's on this while we're here. It's it's about following Jesus and 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 helping others and sharing our gifts so that we can we can have the biggest impact while we're on this planet because we don't know how long it's going to be. And and um, so I'd love to if that's something that, you know, if you're listening to this and you feel like that's resonating with you, I'd love to come and share my story and yes. and impact the lives of, of the people in your parish or in your diocese. Whatever that, whatever that looks like, I'd be happy to do that. That's awesome. Well, thank you for the work that you do, Joe. Thank you for your faith and your faithfulness, your friendship, and the work that you do with us at the coaching ministry because you're a big part of, of our ongoing impact, and I'm grateful for all you do. Thank, thank you, Ron. Thanks for having me. 
So thank you for listening and tuning in. Again, please feel free to comment, to share, and grow the impact we're having in this conversation of leadership. I hope today's conversation has been a blessing to you. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. I want to encourage you, as you lead this week, be faithful to God and generous to others. See you next time, and remember, if you're still breathing, you are